Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Savage Starlight, the officially unofficial podcast for The Last of Us on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about season six. Nope, season one, episode six. <laughs> uh, Ken, I, I wish this show was going to get six seasons. Uh, Aaron, yeah. what'd you think? It's it's the instant take off the cuff. How'd you feel about it? I thought this was a really good episode. Um, I thought it was going to be one of those sleepy kind of like set building kind of character building, get things moving where they need to be moving episode. And then bang, or I guess stab Joel takes a deer horn to the gut or <laughs> whatever he pulled out. <laughs> sure. Base probably should have left that in Joel. Yeah, probably should have left that in. I, I hear best medical advice. If you get stabbed, leave the knife in till you can uh, get medical attention. Mm-hmm. I, I I really liked it. Um, I also See, your you know first me, impulse has to be to pull that thing out, though, right? I mean, I know there's I know. something yeah. foreign in me. I got to get this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I really liked that, and I especially liked the look at a post-apocalyptic life that kind of works. You know, that's uh-huh. what I was always like kind of pining for in uh, The Walking Dead. And like uh, what, what they present here is it supposed to be Jackson, Wyoming. Is that the what it's? Yes. I'm familiar with Jackson Hole. I, I, it's Jackson in the game, too. So I okay. think this is just Jackson. That's, but gotcha. gotcha. Also, there's a Jackson no. Hole like mural thing on one of the walls. I, I don't know. I'm a little confused by Jackson that. Jackson Hole. But. There's a hole in Jackson, and the green grass grows all around, all around. I, I, yeah, I, I that, that, I, I, that shit's catnip for me. What'd you got? What, what'd you think of this episode? Uh, it's not a particularly eventful episode, but it is a good episode. Uh, I really like the stuff where we finally, it, it, there's a little bit of Joel revealed to Ellie. That stuff to me was very good, and there's a little bit of. Joel revealed to us as an audience, I think, uh, his talks with his brother about, you know, how much he's failed Ellie, uh, how, you know, scared he is. He's going to do it again. He'll just get her killed. It's like, yeah, all that stuff is stuff that we've been kind of picking up uh, in pieces as the episodes have gone on. But to see it so explicit here and to see Joel's reaction to it, to, to finally know, like, how he feels about it. I guess in no uncertain terms, I thought was really good. Uh, yeah. And then boy, a lot of these scenes are from the game, right? So I'm looking for some of the big ones and this scene with Ellie, uh, you know, telling Joel how pissed off she is that he's abandoning her right now. Um, man, that's a heartbreaker, you know? Yeah. I'm, um, I'm a, uh, a true blood fan. So it's always good to see Rutina Wesley. Rutina Wesley? I actually don't think I've ever heard that pronounced. She was uh, Tara on True Blood. She was Maria in this episode. Oh, okay. I thought she was really good. Uh, I love that. What do you think of the little vignette that we opened with with Graham Greene and uh, Elaine Miles, who I think I recognize from uh, Northern Exposure. 
because she played almost the exact same character, this laconic, just like completely unperturbed, unbothered, moisturized in her lane. <laughs> <laughs> and is this the Thr- grandpa from Twilight? Is he still doing his thing? Is that the is same that guy? Is that the grandpa from Twilight? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there, there's a, quite Twilight? a few. I don't know. Uh, Native Americans in in Twilight, mm-hmm. uh, but he we just saw him. Uh, he was in the Green Mile, uh, right? Right? Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that scene. I think but both of those old goats, just those old goats, man. I love them. Nina says, "As rise routine." Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the the the, the um, Joel's deepest fondness wish is to. Uh, I love it. Ellie wants to be an astronaut. Joel just wants to farm sheep. And the payoff of the sheep uh, as the episode went on was 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 pretty good. Man, I feel like that's just that's just showing the age gap, right? Like Joel's done his his time. He's ready to just like take it easy, not worry yeah. about stuff, have peace and yeah. quiet. And Ellie's wanting to get out there and just do shit. Mix yeah. it up. Yeah. I love Man, it. the there uh, i really appreciated up the up front to the video game experience how we talked about you know last week how in the video game uh henry shoots himself and it goes black and three months later and they kind of rewind to give you the game video game experience um mm-hmm. i love the, the 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 gorgeous scenery there's a couple of like you know fellowship of the ring type shots of joel and ellie just navigating through the landscape uh the mountains in the background uh them having the chat by the fireside and the firelight playing off both their faces, like really good. Uh, uh, just, just gorgeous camera work in this episode. I couldn't get over mm-hmm. it. Uh, yeah. What What do you make of the... <laughs> I'm sorry. I, uh, <laughs> do you have good. something you want to say? Uh, I'm no. just trying to fill dead I, air, I man. I'm trying other to... <laughs> things in... That were in the video game. Like when I saw Joel duct taping up his boots, I'm like, well, you don't do mm. that, but you get to craft with it. I felt like that was an homage to the, the game. Right. Right. Uh, what'd you make of the mushroom sniffing dog not sniffing Ellie? I don't know. I don't know what to make of that because in every other way, really she seems to be infected, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um. Yeah. I was trying to think of what does that mean. Also, I thought it was interesting how I felt like the show, because this is something people have been asking us about, like, do, what do you think the efficacy of this uh, of this effort to find a vaccine, you know? And I, I felt like the show put its thumb a little bit on the scale of hope when Joel came out of, like, you know, completely endorsing, like, hey, you know, if uh, uh, what's her face? What, what was her? Um, uh, Marlena. If Marlena says it's legit, then it's legit. And you come here to the eastern, what is it? The eastern, uh, uh, what, what was it? The eastern Colorado River University. I forget death? exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. You yeah. get here and and you see that there looked like a pretty f- well-equipped research labs with like monkeys and everything. And they've abandoned it to go to some kind of central place. I, Perhaps. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like the show is is trying to kindle the idea that this isn't, you know, this isn't just a little, uh, you know people playing doctor you know it's it's got some serious it's got some rigor to the program yeah for sure um 
I think the question is also there of like, will it actually do any good if they get Ellie there? You know, are they like her idea of the process where it's just like, ah, they'll, you know, draw some blood and I'll go to the moon. Uh, that's it. That's cool. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be that simple, I, especially when like she's rubbing her blood into other people and like, I'm just saying she's really getting her hopes up for that stuff. And yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really like the scene between Joel and Tommy where, you know, to, uh, Joel's making excuses for the way they lived. Apparently they did the Raider lifestyle and that line that Tommy had, that, that's like, you know, we murdered people. There were other ways, Joel. We just weren't very good at it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's interesting that like the, ki- ki- the type of guy that Joel is, isn't the type of guy that sets up something like this. Yeah, where this pretty large community. I mean, I I, I don't know over a hundred people. I mean, just look at the the people at the theater, uh, and they're like thriving, you know, and they're being tough. Obviously, when someone rolls on them and comes at them the wrong way, they're able to handle mm-hmm. themselves. But um, yeah, I think it's a commentary on like <laughs> the rugged independence that Americans value so much, right? Like mm-hmm. the the thing that Tommy's saying there is we weren't we weren't very good at him because we didn't want to cooperate. We didn't want to be communists, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what you had to be to survive in this world after this event. You had to come together with people because if you didn't, you were a lone wolf and you were dead. I do want to... I would love to see how this society developed, you know? Mm-hmm. Like how you go from like a couple people to have the idea, hey, we're going to work together. We're going to share everything equally and all that stuff and how you eventually get to the size where you can do something like rehabilitate a dam you know get a hydroelectric system uh-huh. going and, and wall off an entire community like that it's a lot yeah. of work yeah and you have to like you pick the wrong you know you let the wrong people in and at the wrong stages and but i guess i don't know is that is that a hopeful state a statement on humanity that you know it isn't that hard to find people that aren't bloody minded want to work together want to work hard for a better life um or yeah, is it just sure. like that they just groups, roll the dice totally. and they 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 hit uh, uh, they they hit a winner every single time? Like you know, yeah, maybe they, I don't know. They were black pretty twenty times in a row and won. You know about who they bring in, so maybe they hit some stinkers. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but yeah, definitely. It's it's in that world. You know, you need to rely on other people. You can't do everything yourself uh, unless you're Bill. Unless you're the the superhero prepper. Now's the time to endure and survive. We'll be back with more Savage Starlight. Here's what's new in premium content for our club members. This week, Jim's away, so the producer will play. That's right, it's time for another fabulous lunch with Talitha and Aaron. Not only do we have an alternate host lineup, we also are doing it on an alternate day. Lunch will be served on Wednesday. All that, plus the usual bullshit for me, served live or catch the podcast version out later that day. We're about a month out from the kickoff of Badass Fest 6, so get your tickets now while available at baldmove.com slash live. Come watch an outrageously badass mystery film with us. Grab another snack and beverage from the theater's fully stocked bar. Then get back in your seat for a live recording of the accompanying podcast. Get more info and tickets at baldmove.com slash live. If you want more Bald Move in your life, head over to support.baldmove.com to find out how you can get tons of bonus audio and video content plus ad-free feeds. 
Just so we're clear about back there, it was either us or the ad. Welcome back to more Savage Starlight. Ellie was interesting because she's got like James Holden syndrome times 10. Like she can't help but tell everybody everything every time she meets them. And mm-hmm. I liked Joel being kind of horrified by it. Do you think they're showing some growth there by the way she was pretty reserved around Maria? You know, she was like not volunteering as much information. And like it, it's it's something Maria noticed and said, you know, you're essentially you're smart to be cautious about who you trust and all that. I don't know if that was kind yeah. of showing her maturing a little bit, being a little bit more discerning. Could be. Could be. Um I don't know. I'd have to think about it. I, I'm trying I'm trying to like look at this episode and say how was Sam's death affecting to these characters, Sam and Henry. Um There might be something there. I need to think about that. I like to, they set it up quite a few times. I was surprised to see Joel get stabbed at the end of this episode. Um, but they kept on, you know, they kept on highlighting like uh, Ellie's fear of being left alone. The fact that she didn't know, you know, she said several times the episode, it's like, you know, and there's even that kind of discussion about like, what after this, what are you going to do? What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, she's already assuming I'm going to be with it. She, she's like, you know, get this realization that like, I'm, I'm in your care. I can't, I can't get from one place to another without you at this at, right now. Um, and it looks like she's going to have to. Uh, I thought they'd set that up so well, just kind of underline that the fact that like, she's really dependent on Joel. She's really dependent on Joel. And it really, it really sold the, um, the heartbreak when Joel tried to kind of foist her off onto, onto Tommy. Yeah, totally. That's, uh, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, I've always looked at that decision as one that I don't necessarily disagree with, but boy, that's a hard thing to do to this girl, right? Like, yeah, he might not be the best person to get her there. He makes a good argument. He's old. He's like half deaf. He's already almost been killed once trying to protect her. He fails every time. It's just dumb luck that they get through it. Yeah, he's got a pretty compelling case that he's not the right guy for this mission, but boy, that's a blow for Ellie just emotionally. The one thing I'll say is the way that it goes down in the show, I do not understand why Joel and Tommy both don't go. Yeah. So that it's like there's this binary, but to me, it's like it's it's played like Joel. Yes, he doesn't think he's the right man for the job. Yes, he's missed a step. Yes, he's Ellie's already had to save him, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But what Joel is terrified of doing is failing Ellie again. And if he doesn't go on it, then he's like kind of okay on that score or like he just rides and never sees. And he just, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking, but like, that's the thing I was like, you know, it's like, you know, it's better than sending her with Tommy, which is essentially the younger, better version of you. Also you, also uh-huh. you 85% of, you know, the Tommy, let's say is, is still pretty damn good. It's pretty unbeatable team. Yeah, I wonder if it's a defense mechanism uh, for Joel. Like he he realizes how close he is again, not just to failing her, but to losing her. Because yeah. there's clearly some affection that's built here, right? I mean, he, yeah. he protested and he's like, what do you mean we? But come on, man, we see right. it. You give a yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was his last kind of like ditch effort to not have those feelings lead to someplace that could hurt him, you know? Right, right. And so, yeah, he doesn't want to go on this mission also to save himself from that heartache right. again, because that'll kill him. That's just, that's it, man. Like, right. you lose two, you lose an actual daughter and a daughter figure 
in the same lifetime and that guy's done yeah speaking of i mean it seems like he's having actual heart trouble aside from the heartache too like there's maybe some some old man itis catching up to him yeah Uh, he talks about his heart i i thought it was more just like a panic attack panic attack Ah. Um, but but he says I don't know. I, I'm not sure if he literally means like my heart stops because I'm sure when you're having a panic attack, oh yeah, it yeah, feels, yeah, yeah. It feels like, like that. Yeah, yeah. You can't breathe. You can't move anything. Like yeah, yeah. So it's probably just a panic attack, but it's pretty bad. Yeah, Joel's just so he just so emotionally closed off. I thought it was interesting how he couldn't. He didn't even really want to tell his brother about Tess. You know, he tried to like. Uh, make that be smoothed over and then when his brother tells him that he's married he had this very reserved reaction to that and then he says he's gonna have a child he completely was a fucking dick about it that whole i guess yeah it's like i always thought it might be a good day guess we'll find out what what do you think was the i think he's trying to like i I think that's a reflex that's like instinctively he's too late but i think he wants to like protect his brother from going through the same shit but didn't his brother lose a son? Is it implied that Kevin was his son? No, that's uh, Maria's that her son. son. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, she all right, I didn't one. think Tommy had a son that he lost. I was like, wait a second. There's a lot of things I didn't think quite added up. Because, like, I'm with Joel a little bit. Like, you couldn't tell him that, like, hey, Joel, I'm okay, but I'm going someplace that needs radio silence, and you're not going to hear me for a right. long time. One uh, last but, message, you know, yeah. Because, like... I feel like <laughs> Tommy should have made a point. He's like, look, you don't know my brother. If I go radio silent, it might take three months. It might take three <laughs> years, but he is going to come here and it's probably going to cause a problem. All right. Uh-huh. Um, I thought that was dumb. I thought Joel, uh, and this is like, not dumb in the sense of like, it's a plot error. It's dumb. And just, I, it just drives me fucking crazy when characters do this shit. I also drove me crazy when Joel's like, you can't tell anyone, not even Maria. Why the fuck can't Tommy tell Maria this girl's immune? He absolutely should. Like, you might not trust her, Joel, but Tommy does. Yeah. And like, what did you meet this? What? What? Where did she seem like she was a fucking hothead? Right. You know, right. and that like the fact that she's got this old scarred over bite, like, you know, there's not it's I don't know. I thought that was particularly stupid, too. In fact, I kind of think it's stupid in universe. I I don't. I just can't. Yeah. Like, I, and if he also, tells her- I. I I was hoping that like Tommy's like okay Joel and then the next morning like uh, Tommy's like yeah of course I told Sarah and she says sure it's the fate of the world uh-huh. I want my child to grow up and, and of course exactly. she's on board alright like yeah. I was kind of like I was hoping for the show to pull that but they didn't so what are you gonna do no it's alright uh, yeah the, the scene where Ellie finds out that Joel had a daughter I really love um, mm-hmm because you can, you can see hit. all the pieces clicking into place click, for her. Click, yeah. click, click, yep, yep. Explains a lot about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm curious to, to to ask you, like, when Joel shows up in Jackson and he meets Tommy, and you can see, like, Tommy wants to live this life. Joel feels like his is basically over. Um, it, it, Tommy kind of doesn't want joel there really like joel doesn't seem to fit in right he he's like side-eyeing everything that he finds out about tommy's existence now yeah oh and and tommy's playing it like he's a little bit ashamed of the life he's built here and like he doesn't really want his brother around at this point and i'm just thinking for joel like what do you do in joel's worldview 
when your family doesn't want you around, what does what do you do? What do you live for? Right? Because like when he's mm. talking to Ellie in the truck a few episodes ago, it was like, well, the reason I keep going is because my family got to protect him. Well, Tommy doesn't need his protection. Tommy's set up, you know? What does Joel have to live for at this point? His singing career, apparently. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he's going <laughs> to sing to those sheep every night out on his ranch on the moon. That's right. That's right. He's going to sing sing to his <laughs> sheep and romance targets. Uh, squeeze, 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 a trigger, squeeze a trigger like you love her. Yeah. Uh, that was, that, I mean, that's the, that's the heartbreak of The Last of Us, right? Like, right as... Ellie and Joel are finally like, you know, they're really bonding and there's like something changed. Mm-hmm. Something changed and, you know, they had a big outburst where Joel said a whole bunch of shit he doesn't mean. He had the whole night to think about, you know, Ellie and Sarah and how he's ready to kind of like fully commit to this thing. And uh, I like how they staged the like, you know, you get to make a decision. She just instantly boom right away. And then that whole horseback ride up until you get to the university is just them, you know, being being this just this easy easy relationship they've fallen into mm-hmm. and they're just talking about everything like he's telling her all about football and what <laughs> how being a contractor was the coolest <laughs> uh, revisionist history by joel <laughs> the smile on his face is she's like that sounds cool oh yeah we were cool contractors mm-hmm. everyone Everybody liked us contractors uh-huh. <laughs> fi- uh-huh. firefighters and contractors baby <laughs> uh this is everybody bought his beer uh and monkeys <laughs> that was just Firefighters, really... contractors, and monkeys. Three things mm-hmm. everybody loved in the old world. Uh all right. I what else do we have to talk about? Uh, talked a lot. I got one pet more... peeve okay. uh, that they do in this episode. I really hate when they pull this. Uh you go from pure black to blinding white snow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Smash yeah, yeah. cut. I, I hate uh-huh. that. Every time it makes uh-huh. me wince and I miss like what they're doing. In the first couple seconds, it's really bad in the movie theater when they when they hit you with the pure black, the pure white, or in a darkened room with HDR on your fucking yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's terrible, it's horrible. I have to look away for like three seconds. Yeah, don't do it. Stop doing that, creators. I I know you like the contrast, but and the texture of it all, but fuck, come on. I kind of think they love that aspect of it. The fact that they're hitting with that, it's like the character. You know, it's like they're hitting you with a. they have art that's put, give, to provoke the literal physical response in you. <laughs> I think that's like powerful. You know, it's like the same way a jump scare mm-hmm. can like make people j- jump in their seats. I, I think they, I think they kind of like doing that from time to time. But it is, I don't like it. Yeah, I, I, I I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> all right. Anyway, that's all I got. There should be, there should be a cinema law that you can only increase or the, the lumens mm-hmm. a certain percentage per per frame. Yeah. To protect the viewer's eye retinas from being burnt out. Uh, okay. Shall we get into the instant talk section now? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> 